Thanks for joining us for the special Mid-East Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mideast Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. The return of Jesus is closer and closer every day. When He comes, is He going to find you diligently living your life for Him and telling people about Him? Pastor J.D. is going to take current events to show you how close the end might be for us. No one knows the exact time, but that doesn't mean you can't be ready. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on February 21st, 2021. What if I told you that the answer to the aforementioned question of what's coming is not only coming soon, but already here. What's already here? Well, again, what's already here is exactly what we're told will be here in the seven-year tribulation. Namely, the technology for global tracking, restricting, and controlling of the world's population. Even more specifically, tracking, controlling, and restricting those who do not have a mark or a pass, if you prefer, from buying basic necessities, opening up their businesses, keeping their jobs, and traveling, etc., etc., etc. I'll start with a local news article my wife sent me from KITV here in Hawaii. The reason my wife sent it to me is because I don't watch the local news anymore here in Hawaii. (laughs) I mean, no disrespect. I just can't. It's a... It's a blood pressure thing, but anyway. (laughs) I actually don't even watch national news anymore. (laughs) It's all programming. And by the way, if you uh, doubt what I just said, just think about how angry you get when you watch TV. I'm going to take it a step further. Why not? (laughs) At this point, (laughs) my wife says to me one day, she goes, you know why the Amish don't have COVID, because they don't have TVs. I'm going to leave that one right there. Enough said, as we say. One more, why not? (laughs) She was um, sharing with me a portion of a podcast she was listening to, and 
this is what they said. They said, if they reported on a daily basis the number of deaths due to automobile accidents, we would never get in a car. Think about that. Okay. Well, that's my story, and I'm sticking with it. So back to our local news article here. I want to quote this article. The state is setting up a health pass system that uses technology to verify your negative COVID-19 test results and vaccination doses. So you can travel and keep your information private. Yeah, right. (laughs) Hawaii is doing a pilot program with a company called Clear and is in talks with the nonprofit, the Commons Project Foundation, whose CEO, KITV, interviewed. Quoting the CEO, Paul Meyer, the airlines have the obligation to inspect those certificates. Well, what does that mean? It means that everyone has to go to the ticket counter, which takes a long time and is sort of terrible from a social distancing perspective because you're basically, in order to reduce risk, you're telling people to show up at the airport and get in a long line and hand pieces of paper to the checking agent to inspect. Oh, interesting. Huh. So, still quoting, Part of the reason that the airlines are very keen on this model is they want to be able to let people do online check-in, where you can actually upload a digital copy of your test result or, listen, eventually vaccination record. Have it digitally read and be able to authorize you to check in online, which again means you don't have to queue up at the airport. We feel like we can safely reopen if people have been tested or, here it is again, eventually have been vaccinated. But if you don't know, you can trust that test result or vaccination, it becomes harder to put those kinds of policies in place to be able to appropriately allow travel to resume, but still protect the population's health, Meyer said. The article goes on to quote Lieutenant Governor Josh Green, who said, quote, he wants to apply the technology beyond travel to allow large gatherings. Don't tell anybody. (laughs) Like concerts, sporting events, weddings, and graduations. This is the way to open up events and our state. And if we do it in a smart way, we will restore the economy that we crashed and collapsed intentionally in the first place. (laughs) Sorry, that's not in the article. We will restore the economy without any bumps in the road and we'll actually get back to normal way faster 
Lieutenant Governor Green said, close quote. In preparing for a prior update last year, I did some research on Common Pass and learned that it comes from none other than the World Economic Forum. No surprise. At the time, I discerned that this was coming soon as a pass for those with a negative test under the guise of what would quickly transition from a test to a vaccination. Pictured here is a screenshot of a video on the World Economic Forum's website of Paul Meyer, the Commons Project Foundation's CEO that KITV interviewed. In this video posted on August 24th, he states, and I quote, Common Pass is a platform that lets people safely and securely collect their health information, whether it is a negative COVID test result or, here it is again, eventually, soon, can I say soon, a COVID vaccination. And then manage that information, control it themselves, and then be able to let that information be used to demonstrate that they have had a negative test or they have been vaccinated so they can get on an airplane or travel to another country. This comports with an Arut Sheva article published on November 26th with a very interesting heading reading, We Won't Force Vaccine, but here's what we will do. Here's the quote. Health Ministry Director Hezi Levy insisted to reporters that, quote, we won't force people to take a vaccine. Israeli law doesn't allow for it. Oh, whew. Not so fast. Speaking before the Special Knesset Coronavirus Committee, Medical Center Chief Medical Officer and Chief Innovation Officer Dr. Eyal Zimlechman listed measures that are being planned to, listen to this, maneuver the population into vaccination as a way of regaining freedom of movement, the freedom that we took away from them to begin with as part of the plan. The issue, still quoting, of how to motivate vaccine compliance has generated increasing interest with commentators such as Mike Cernovich writing, and I'm still quoting, government won't force you to take a vaccine. Amazon will. Airlines will. Banks will. You won't be able to buy, sell, or trade without the vaccine. <laughs> I, that's a quote, and the link is below. I wonder, do these people read Revelation 13 go, oh, we need to make sure that they know that without this they can't buy, sell, or trade. You know, no, nah, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> You're going, no, do it. <laughs> I'm, 
Well, okay, I will. <laughs> Back in March of last year, since we're rewinding the clock <laughs> to last year, I was called every name of the book plus new ones that were invented for talking like this. Saying, this, this is it? <laughs> Pastor, you're off the rails. You've lost your marbles. That presupposes I had marbles to lose from the beginning. You're completely given over to conspiracies. Okay. Okay. Whatever. Whatever. I don't mean to be mean. (laughs) Can I just say it? Told you so. A year ago. That's where this was heading. And now it's here. It's not that I need to be right or vindicated. The Lord knows my heart. I take no delight in this. Oh, believe you me. I would love to stand behind this pulpit, as is my privilege to every week, and just, God bless you. God loves you. Let's just all have a big group hug. I can't. I can't. Everything's going to be okay. I think about when the prophets would say, peace, peace, nothing to see here. Stay calm, carry on, go back home, eat, drink, be merry, when there's no peace. So Israel apparently has had this plan in place to motivate, incentivize, and get people to get vaccinated. You might be surprised to know that they've been met with a large measure of success. Pictured here is a graph from Our World in Data on January 18th, published by the BBC, showing the reported vaccine doses administered per 100 people in the 10 countries with the most vaccinations. And not only is Israel leading the world, they're doing so at a significantly higher rate than the U.S., which is fourth on the list. Now, why do I point this out? Because Israel has enforced strict lockdowns repeatedly. And they've done so so as to maneuver and motivate the population towards vaccine compliance in order to regain their freedom of movement. And it worked. It worked. Last Tuesday, Times of Israel published a very telling article titled, How Israel Plans to Operate a COVID Green Pass and Prevent Forgeries while I-24 News reported just this morning that this is being implemented only in certain instances, the intent is to make many activities available only to those vaccinated and that can prove it with said green pass. Let me quote the article. Street front shops, Malls, markets, museums, and libraries will be open to all Israelis, but 
Only those who have been vaccinated or have recovered from COVID-19 will be able to use gyms and enter sporting and culture events, hotels, and swimming pools showing green pass proof to gain access. The coronavirus czar, Nahman Ash, said Monday that Israelis will have to use an app as proof or print out barcoded certificates to prove their status. On Thursday, the New York Times, of all publications, (laughs) published this very interesting article bearing the title, As Israel Reopens, Whoever Does Not Get Vaccinated Will Be Left Behind. Interesting choice of words. (laughs) Quoting, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu's cabinet voted this week to open shopping malls and museums to the public subject to social distancing rules and mandatory masking. For the first time in many months, gyms, cultural and sports events, hotels and swimming pools will also reopen, but only for some. Under a new green badge system, that functions as both a carrot and a stick, another interesting choice of words, carrot and a stick to bait you, to coerce you, to motivate you, to incentivize you, to maneuver you, dangle the carrot. The government is making leisure activities accessible only to people who are fully vaccinated, or recovering starting Sunday, that's today. Two weeks later, restaurants, event halls, and conferences will be allowed to operate under those rules. Customers and attendees will have to carry a certificate of vaccination with a QR code. So no longer is it, where are your papers? Sorry about that, not really. It's where is your QR code? <laughs> I'll do that in Arabic if you want, but that might be disturbing, so I won't. I have to add the levity, okay? If I don't laugh, I'll cry. Seriously, by the way. Getting vaccinated is a moral duty. It is part of our mutual responsibility said the health minister, Yuli Edelstein. He also has a new mantra. Whoever does not get vaccinated will be left behind. The debate swirling within Israel is percolating across other parts of the world as well, with plans to reserve international travel for vaccinated green passport holders. Israel's central government eager to bring the country out of its third national lockdown without setting off a new wave of infections was spurred into action by local initiatives. 
chafing under the country's lockdown regulations, an indoor shopping mall in the working class Tel Aviv suburb of Bat Yam threw its doors open last week for customers who could prove that they had been vaccinated or had recovered from COVID-19. In Carmiel, the mayor made a similar decision to open his city in the northern Galilee region for business. His office began processing requests from employers who could verify that all of their employees had received the requisite two vaccine doses or had recovered from the virus. And in other cities, mayors wanted to bar unvaccinated teachers from classrooms while some hoteliers threatened unvaccinated employees with dismissal. It's not coming, it's already here. Still quoting, Dr. Pellet Raz said, the temporary emergency law governing Israel's response to the virus would be easier to amend with regard to health workers than to others because of the potential harm to themselves and patients, adding that would be justified. And then he says this, quote, You want to be a nurse and you won't get vaccinated? Either get vaccinated or choose another profession. I want to quote this Israel Hayom article from December 25th, in which they asked the question of, where will Israel's green passport proof of COVID vaccination take you? The subheading reads, Vaccinated Israelis will be able to travel to the Dead Sea, Elat, skip mandatory quarantine if they return from abroad or come in contact with a coronavirus patient and visit cultural venues and attend sporting events. Only if you're vaccinated. At the end of the article, they quote intelligence minister Eli Cohen as saying, this is great news for businesses, and a significant catalyst for a return to normal life. The launch of the Green Passport Program is a vital step toward opening businesses and reviving the economy. It will be a major, I want you to listen to this word, incentive for people to get vaccinated. So Thursday morning, I'm sitting in my office. I got my uh, screens with the channels all on mute. In fact, they're stuck on mute. If I tried to unmute them, I don't think they would unmute because I just can't listen to it anymore. But I just caught this one screenshot on I-24, which is a news broadcast out of Israel. And they have this segment, Tel Aviv bars offering free beer with vaccine shot. Incentive. The Bible, though written long ago, is inspired by our Creator. God chose to speak His truth through ordinary men, but these men had their eyes fixed on their Heavenly Father. 
Their words hold a great deal of meaning for us in our world today, and maybe more so in the times we're in. Much of the activity of this world is mirrored in the pages of the Bible and is pointing to a new era that we need to be aware of. In Pastor J.D.'s weekly Mideast Prophecy Updates, he's been searching the scriptures and the news headlines and sharing with us what he's found. You can access these updates by heading to InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com and clicking on the YouTube link. Jesus will be returning to the earth soon to judge the evil that has been destroying it. And that return, friends, is drawing closer with each new day. Pastor J.D. tells us through these updates each week where we are in relation to Bible prophecy and how close our Savior's return just might be. No one knows the day or the hour this incredible event will take place, but we know from the Bible that we've been told what to expect in the moments leading up to this event. If we adopt a sense of anticipation in our daily walk with Jesus, we'll also gain with it an urgency to share the gospel message with the world around us. We're called to unashamedly boast about our Savior and plant the seed of hope which Jesus promises to water. Share Jesus with someone today and join us for another edition of the Mideast Prophecy Update right here on In Spirit and Truth.